Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technology with support from USDA Rural Business Cooperative. Hi, this is Rich Myers with NCAT. In this episode, Daniel Pryle, an agricultural specialist with NCAT's ATRA, the National Sustainable Agriculture Information Service, who works out of NCAT's Northeast office in Keene, New Hampshire, travels to five college farms in Hadley, Massachusetts to learn about growing organic crops and greenhouse systems. Daniel speaks with Arthur Miliano, the business manager of five college farms, about how the greenhouses maintain their soil fertility, control pests, and how greenhouse vegetables sold directly to groceries need unique marketing considerations. The interview was part of Daniel's research for an update of an ATRA publication, Organic Greenhouse Vegetable Production, which will be available on the ATRA website, www.atra.incat.org, before the end of 2018. That's www.attra.incat.org. The notes below this podcast will have links to other related ATRA resources as well. I should note that a few times during the podcast, Daniel and Arthur are speaking in a greenhouse, so it might sound like it's raining. Let's listen. Hi, I'm Daniel Pryle. I'm a specialist for ATRA based out of our Northeast office in Keene, New Hampshire. I focus on community foods and food systems. This spring, I had the chance to sit down with Arthur Miliono, the business manager of Five College Farms in Hadley, Massachusetts. Five College Farms grows heirloom tomatoes and Persian cucumbers in a series of greenhouses. I went down to talk to him to learn more about how farmers are growing organic produce in greenhouses as part of a major rewrite to ATRA's Organic Greenhouse Vegetable Production publication, which should be available at the end of this year. To start, I asked Arthur to tell us a little bit about the operation. Our startup, been in business for about two and a half years. It's probably started harvesting two years ago. We pretty much have a total of two acres, 52,000 square feet, half glass acrylic tunnels in the back. They're all, they're all interconnected, so there's a, a catwalk. So there's two owners. So, um, they're, again, they're, they're all big in the health message, wanting to promote health. Five College Farms grows their vegetables in soil. Well, technically, they grow in a growing medium held in long troughs that span the length of the entire greenhouse. With the recent decision to include hydroponics under the organic definition, I asked Arthur if he would talk about Five College Farms' decision to be soil-based and not water-based. The most, most greenhouses are hydroponics. Right. Right, and by having it hydroponic, it's 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 ideal. But then you lose, you can lose a the taste. There's a there's 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 some ideas of like correlation of taste using, you know, water soluble fertilizers or not water salt versus uh, organic, and saying that the taste is there. I understand why. You know, it's it's cheap, and it's and it's. And it's replicable. People don't want to pay six dollars a pound for a tomato. They would rather pay a dollar ninety nine. You know, eighty cents is the cost that you can do, like your your overhead, um, and a fifteen percent margin or twenty percent margin. 
with the big the big with greenhouses, hydroponic is eighty cents. Wow! So they can sell it for a dollar, you know, dollar ninety nine, and making like almost a hundred percent margin. Right. So I mean, but then the thing is with us, it's like we're we're we have we're we're small. Mm-hmm. So it's like figuring out what what can we do to be. Um, what, what what can we do to to be different? And you got to be niche. You got to have a niche niche product. We first started hydroponics, but the thing is with doing hydroponics, it's it's hydroponic organic, because technically you can be organic, but well, I mean you can be you can do hydroponic organically, right? But um, it it didn't work out. Okay. The thing is it the you'll you'll pay more for fertilizer. And the thing is, it's like, there's no buffer. If one of your trough dries out or doesn't get clogged. The thing is also with, with organic fertilizers, there, there are water soluble, but then the, the particles are a lot bigger, right? Because the thing is, you can't, like, for example, calcium, right? With, with organic, I mean, for um, conventional, they use calcium nitrate. Water soluble, easy, you know? But when you, when you, when it comes to, organic you know you have some like the the best the best thing out there is gsr okay gsr is a water soluble fertilite uh, water soluble calcium mm-hmm. which is a calcium carbonatite comes in one pound but a pound it costs about eighty dollars okay. where well, you can get calcium nitrate for like 20 bucks and get like yeah. that lasts you for the year <laughs> you know okay so like Per application, it's just like it's not worth it, you know. Right. So, what we realized is like what we, we dealt with the first year was um, blossom end rot. What we've done is just put a ton of calcium carbon calcium in, in, into our soil. But then from that, from you know going forward, then you also also have to watch your your pH. You know, it's like now what can you do to reduce it? So you, now you got to put in citric acid. So it's like you just have to have that perfect balance in your soil. Tell me more about that, because that's one of the big, um, one of my big questions to t- walk away with is, is managing soil fertility, soil health. Yeah. So you're going straight into ground soil. No. No. Okay. We're growing in the trough. Growing in troughs. But it's it's. I think I told you this. It's we were growing like um, ten liters uh, per plant, ten liters per plant. Okay. With hydroponics, or maybe seven to ten, and then now we tripled that to like 30 liters per plant of soil. And then our soil is, is there's biology in there. You put your soil in, we'll walk through, you put your hand in, you can see worms, you know, you can see beneficial bugs in the soil. We really, we, I guess there's a mixture between soil, nutrient, nutrient, biology that's living, microorganisms that's living, that's a total balance because, you know, you, you can put your fertilizers in our amendments or whatever, but it needs to be bro- broken down. So by adding the worms, it helps us, it helps breaking down our, our um, inorganic material. You know, we're, so we're plant-based here. So all, all the amendments that we use are, we don't use any manure or compost or any non-plant-based. Okay. So, I mean, we, we, when we first started, we used, like, chicken manure, pelted chicken manure. 
or we use sustain, which is turkey, turkey leader. But we went out from that and then started doing veganic. Cool. <laughs> but being in the greenhouse, you got to feed the plants. I mean, that's the primary focus. I mean, so it's just what, you know, we, we, we send plant sap analysis to the Netherlands. So we, we get the, the leaves. We get young leaves and old leaves, or old leaves and young leaves, and then we, we send it in to the lab every other week, and then we figure out what it's lacking. And with that, we would amend to it. So if we're low in nitrogen, we add nitrogen. If we're low in calcium, we add calcium. But what we're curious more is what the plant is taking. So for us, like the thing is with tissue analysis, or a dry dry tissue analysis, that's about one one month's worth. So it's like what happened a month ago in the plant. Versus the sap is more like, hey, this is what the sap is. This is what the nutrient value is in the sap, and that's what you want. We what we do, we buy uh, we buy a kit. So it's like three thir- three thirty eight thirty eight hundred euros for the year. And that gives us every other week 12 samples per week. I asked Arthur what Five College Farms does to manage for pests inside the greenhouse, and I was exposed to a detailed world of highly technical organic control methods. He showed me a large spreadsheet with pests on one side and control methods and their pricing on the other. We talked about managing for thrips, spider mites, aphids, white flies, and more. You can put in like all these sachets that they recommend. Uh, like the Andersonia and Californicus, but by doing that, you, you need a lot. And if you look here, the pricing is on the right. Mm-hmm. The Californicus mm-hmm. is about 314 per 500 sachets. And then the thing is you put it every other plant. So we have about 15,000 plants, ten to say 10,000 plants. So it's just per week you did that. You know, it's going to be about at least three grand versus if you use Pyganic or you use a pyrotherm, or you use um, potassium silicate or whatever, cease or impede or some oil, that would be a lot cheaper. And then we also use, um, for pests, we, we have yellow cards or blue cards. So in the greenhouse, you can use a yellow or blue, and you spread it out through the greenhouse. But also, if you have an infest, you use the tape. So you put it, each row has a tape, and then you can either put it in the bottom or the top, Blue is thrips, yellow is just as a standard way. What's what's happening in the greenhouse? They attract to the light. The thing is with with thrips, it affects the cucumbers. It uh, makes it so it's either curved or you know makes the cucumber ugly. You can play. You can buy like a sachets with a mixture of I guess bugs that you need. You know, but we've used ABS for thrips, ABS and bilisis. We use Swartzky. Yeah. The aphids, whitefly, um, they're easier to control. Uh, with whiteflies, we get like these sachet cards, and then we just put it every 100 cards throughout the greenhouse okay. per week. So they would just come every week, and then we would just put in... The thing is, the Aerodimix, it's a, a mixture of Incarcia and Swartzky. The I guess the difference between Swartzky and Incarcia is um, the type of whiteflies they eat and the time of year. So it's like more summer and more winter. 
With my background in community gardens and in small amateur backyard growing, talking to Moliono was opening up my eyes to a world of high-tech organic vegetable production. The soil that they grow in is a highly tailored, perfectly balanced growing medium. They send weekly plant samples to a lab in the Netherlands. They're ordering sachets of beneficial insects and microorganisms specifically tailored to the pests that they're finding in their greenhouse. The cost of this organic greenhouse business was beyond anything that I could imagine. But on the other hand, they're also producing fresh cucumbers and fresh tomatoes organically when no one else in this cold region can. Some of their competitors are in South America. You know, being organic in itself, being local, um, most, of, most of the crops that are grown, that are sold in the grocery stores, they either come from um, Mexico or Canada. If you look, if you're in the U.S. or in this part of the region, you only have backyard farms as your only source of greenhouse grown. For, and for organics greenhouse, the, the closest one right to us would be in Pennsylvania. Uh, Toygo Farms. So in the area, you, you can say that you can say you're local, you can say you're organic, you can almost say that you're plant-based and it's grown in the U.S. Muliono was kind enough to share with me a lot of the details of how he runs the business, who his customers are, how he sells it, how his marketing works. Marketing, um, so it's pretty much wholesale. Wholesale meaning we don't deal with the, the, the end customers. Well, our market, Wegmans, Whole Foods, Big Y, um, the local co-ops. And now we're getting into Bazudos, um, CNS, Albert Organics. We're going getting into Stu Leonard's. The, 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 the problem is, is that with, with tomatoes, they're easier to sell. The cucumbers are not. Both heirloom tomatoes and Persian cukes are specialty crops. They're niche crops. But and with the thing is with tomatoes, it's like once they taste a good tomato, they always you know, once they taste something good, they always go back to it. So with the heirlooms, we started off growing them and then nobody could beat our tomatoes, taste wise. So they would they would come by our 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 what Wegman said is that you guys created your own market. So by by that being introduced to the market, people or the customers started wanting more and more. That in the summer when we went out, that they they brought in other local or the the long cust I mean their their customers that they dealt with in the past, and they're saying, hey, those those tomatoes didn't taste great. So the taste in itself spoke for itself, and it also it all starts in the soil. But with the cucumbers, the biggest issue with that was trying to find a market for them. Because Leamington, Canada, and also South America, they're producing Persian cukes and they're importing it in, you know, you're competing with them because it's not a niche market, you know. All right, I mean, because it's, it's, you know, Persian cukes are Persian cukes. So the thing is, well, especially in this area, people are more conscious of, hey, let's, let's be earth friendly. Of course, we want that too, you know. But for producer, I mean... For a grower, yeah, you think about that, but also you gotta you gotta think about the cost. And most farmers think about the cost than about like, you know, if it's profitable or not. But the thing is it's to make it profitable, it has to be sustainable. But the grocers don't don't they don't care. 
They don't and care. They're actually your customer. Yeah. Kind of. Well, yes and no. But no, yes, I see what yeah. you're saying. Like, they would be happy to just order uh, like 20 cases and say, hey, we're supporting these guys. And then they blow it out at the stores. The lesson I took from Moliono was that marketing to grocery stores means that you actually have two customers. First, the grocery store, which is already working on a razor-thin profit margin and is concerned more about quantity than quality. Second is the end consumer, which, when they're buying a greenhouse-grown organic tomato or cucumber, is more concerned about quality than quantity. Five College Farms needs to deliver on both for both customers. After talking marketing, Muliono took me out to see the greenhouses themselves. For those of you who haven't been in full production greenhouses, let me try to paint a picture. Imagine rows upon rows of dense growing plants stretching for hundreds of feet. Uh, there's about four feet between each row, enough for a small trolley to pass through with a person on board who will care for and harvest the plants. Glowing between the plants were red LED strips and more light strips hung from the ceiling. The yellow and blue tape that Muliono had talked about before for monitoring pests also ran the lengths of the rows, a little bit above, above the plants. The plants themselves were growing in long troughs, which to me resembled kind of like narrow bathtubs, and which were filled with dark soil. If you'd like to see some photographs of the Five College Farms greenhouses, be sure to check out the ATRA website, atra.ncat.org. So we have, um, right now we have um, double interlight, so each house has a, has a sensor. Yeah. The interlight helps a lot with in the canopy and the, the top lights, you know, helps with, you know, growth of the tops. The lights itself cost about 755000 and um, we put in about 300,000 um, to, to install and um, to get all the, the parts to hang these lights. Um, if you look in our, our soil, mm -hmm. so pretty much, you, you can go in if you want, but like pretty much our soil is a mix of, of um, coconut core, peat moss, um, compost, plant compost, um, um, vermiculite, you know, it helps with the CEC, some sand, alfalfa pellets, rock foss, calcium carbon, carbonite, car carbonatite, gypsum, a little bit of dolomite, you know, wow. um, and whatever it needs. I mean, that's that's the gist of everything that we use. Yeah. Peat moss, I said peat moss already, right? Okay. You know, you have some worms. We moved through the greenhouse, and I saw how the long vines of cucumbers were being trained on strings to grow upwards. Any suckers, any branches off the main stem, were removed. As the plants grew higher than the greenhouse allowed, they were slowly lowered on their strings to allow them to grow even more. As we walked, Miliono again discussed the needs of the plants. Right, the, the three main things is light, CO2, and nutrient. Okay. And heat. So you need those four to like to go, you know. Okay. And if you don't have that, then you're pretty much screwed. Yeah. 
Mugliono explained the importance of burning propane inside of the greenhouse to increase the CO2 levels, and how that can increase the plant's production by over 30%. We returned to the importance of plant nutrition, and with it, those sap analyses that we'd talked about earlier. Mugliono pulled out his phone and showed me a PDF of the latest analysis. Uh, I'll show you the left wing right here. Mm -hmm. The total sugars, the percentage, mm -hmm. and then it gives you a range of like How young ideal versus old leaf. Yeah, cool. so one's old leaf, one's younger leaf. Mm -hmm. And then total sugars, the pH, EC, all that. Mm -hmm. You know, it gives you the, the biggest thing for organics greenhouse is also nitrogen right like this this thing is like it's I, I told our consultant oh I don't know if we can afford that like what can I do <laughs> should you I just walk out afford it right yeah it's like well we need to know what what's the plant taking totally I mean of course there's visuals that you can see mm -hmm. like oh uh, you know but then by having this you can be like oh I think we're having an iron deficiency yeah yeah we do You'll be able to see more photos and an example of the plant sap analysis on the webpage accompanying this podcast, atra.ncat.org. For me, this visit to Five College Farms was an eye-opener. I had purchased their products before. It was hard for me to turn down fresh cucumbers in the late winter, especially when I'd known that they were grown just an hour from my home. But to visit the greenhouse was another experience entirely. NCAT specialist Andy Pressman here in the Northeast office often talks about the high-technology intensive agriculture that has made the Netherlands the second most agriculturally productive country in the world. In the Pioneer Valley of Massachusetts, I was able to experience what that kind of agriculture really meant. I saw what it meant to send plant samples all over the world and to order dormant beneficial insects in paper sachets. It's just part of what made the five college farm operation a really expensive one to run. But the return on that operation is also tremendous. Those folks aren't just extending the cucumber and tomato season as New England farmers, they're growing fresh produce in the middle of the winter. If you'd like to learn more about five college farms, you can find them online at fivecollegefarms.com. Let's just spell it all out. And you can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at Five College Farms. This podcast was created as an add-on to the Atra publication Organic Greenhouse Vegetable Production, which NCAT specialist Tammy Howard is finishing up now as, as this podcast is being finished. Expect to see that publication in the next few months. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Atra, Voices from the Field. Depending on the platform you're listening to, be sure to rate us and leave a review or comment. For more information about this subject, you can contact Daniel Pryle at danielp at incat.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-P at N-C-A-T dot org. And please call ATRA with any and all of your sustainable agriculture questions at 1-800-346-9140 or email us at askanag at incat.org. That's A-S-K-A-N-A-G at N-C-A-T dot org. Our two dozen specialists can help you with a vast array of topics, everything from farm planning to pest management, from produce to livestock and soils to aquaculture.
You can get in touch with them and find our other extensive and free sustainable agriculture publications, webinars, videos, and other resources at our website, www.atra.ncat.org. That's www.attra.ncat.org. Remember to watch for the update of organic greenhouse vegetable production on the Atra website, and I'll add links to other related resources in this podcast notes. We'll catch you next week, and until then, keep on farming.